Hello, hello everyone. You are listening to Greener Thoughts. My name is Nyla and thank you again for tuning in. You're listening to Greener Thoughts. It's the podcast about environmental news, commentary, environmental facts, and other things that you'd like to know. This episode topic is all about what is Genesis. The podcast Greener Thoughts is produced every Sunday and Thursday. Please be sure to favorite, review Greener Thoughts, and also share Greener Thoughts. It really would help out anyone that you can share this with. I'm sure that they would really greatly appreciate it. I know that I would. Last thing is to contact Greener Thoughts. You can do so by voice message. You can send one to me. The direct uh, link is in the podcast description. And also it's in every episode show notes. Or if you want to send an email, you can do so too. Send me one at greenerthoughtspodcast at gmail.com. start off with some announcements. I have a few. So I hope that you had really great celebrations with all the previous uh, days that I talked about um, in the previous podcast episode. And so I have a few more. So the 24th of October is UN Day, United Nations Day. And UN Day, United Nations Day, just marks the celebration and anniversary of the entry into uh, the force um, in uh, 1945 um, of the UN Charter. So this is the time and the date all the way back to 1945 when the uh, UN was created. Uh, and so with the ratification, um, or yeah, with the ratification of uh, this founding document, this charter, um, by the majority of its signatories, um, this includes even five uh, permanent members of the Security Council, the UN was officially uh, born and came into being. So we uh, celebrate uh, that day. And also uh, October 24th, you know, has been of great existence um, it started um, being celebrated like a few years after um, it was made um, as far as the documentation. So all the way since um, 1948, October 24th has been a really prominent date. And then also um, all the way back in 1971, uh, the United Nations General Assembly actually recommended that the day uh, be observed uh, by member states as a public holiday. So for all those countries and member uh, states of the United Nations, they will, of course, recognize a UN Day, United Nations Day, as a public holiday. So for more information about UN uh, Day, you can go to their website, www.un.org, and then check out their events page, and then go to the UN Day uh, page for more. The second uh, special celebration day is Take Back Your Time Day. Yes, that's also on the 24th of October, and it's held and celebrated in the United States and also Canada, so our northern neighbors. And uh, just to give you some quick facts, Americans actually work an average of 257 days per year. That's way more than uh, we get credit for, but also that's also the time where we don't have enough time for vacations, and obviously this day is really important because it recognizes uh, that. Also, uh, Americans, you know, we on average only vacation four days uh, per uh, vacation per year, so that's a really, really small amount of time. And also, 25% of Americans receive no paid vacation leave. So when you do try to take a vacation, you have to, you know, cut into uh, your own days of working. And you have to schedule that how you schedule that. And, you know, you don't get paid for taking uh, your vacation off. So there's that. 
Um, and so if you want to learn more about a really quick um, tips and resources of how to establish uh, a better, productive, uh, more uh, amazing time in your vacation that you do take, I suggest that you go to their website, uh, takebackyourtime.org. It's really amazing. I never even knew that this was a real problem until I read the stats. And I figured, yeah, it's definitely time for um, Americans to take back their time, uh, literally, and get their life back and enjoy life instead of just working to the bone. The um, third announcement, uh, and then almost the fourth one, the third one is also about another uh, holiday. International Day of Climate Action is also on October 24th. And it was organized and actually created by a, a really great um, organization whom you know maybe many of you know and are familiar with, at 350.org. And so they were the first to uh, create this uh, event And it was uh, then also called the International Day of Climate uh, Action. And it all the way uh, took place in um, 2009, again on October 24th. And so it was originally made to influence the delegates going um, into the uh, United Nations um, Framework Convention that was going on. And it took place uh, about and around climate change. Um, and so the meeting was actually later that winter in uh, December 20, uh, 2009 uh, at uh, Copenhagen 15. And it was the first global campaign ever organized um, around a single uh, scientific data point uh, for all those who didn't know. And um, just conveniently, October 24th comes six weeks before um, the crucial meetings, the UN meetings in Copenhagen. So that is the time to remember. So always six weeks before um, Copenhagen meets every year. Um, and also, if you want to learn more about um, International Day of Climate Action or even 350.org, go again to their uh, website, 350.org. Then the last announcement is uh, number four, and it's about National uh, Prescription Drug uh, Take Back Day. And so I actually discussed um, that wonderful, you know, really important holiday. Um, it's, it happens every year on October 26th, and actually discussed the topic in depth um, in a previous podcast episode. It's entitled... Um, how to safely dispose of unused uh, medication, and I did so all the way back um, on the 8th of, of uh, August uh, 2019. And so I'm going to leave the um, link for that because I really had fun doing it and I learned a few things and it was really great to research and just talk about as well. Um, and so I'm going to also leave you the, the podcast link there and then the direct website for more information. It's a Google site, really great. It's, um, you know, really about prevention where um, some of the uh, biggest uh, things we can do start there, you know, pertaining to uh, not abusing drug use, um, and making sure that those uh, drugs that you do want to discard are away from pets and small children and, and teens and whatnot. So it's very important for you to check out, especially if you have unused medications um, in your house or in your apartment or wherever you uh, live and work and are regularly. Greener Thoughts? Supporting Greener Thoughts ensures more giveaways are available with even more exciting prizes, future Greener Thoughts merchandise, and surprises found only on Greener Thoughts. I greatly appreciate and love all of the listeners who have tuned in and who support Greener Thoughts by doing good for the planet. One of the many ways I would love your support is by clicking the second lower link in the description section of this episode. It's the direct support link for Greener Thoughts. So another news is a quick dose of what's happening in today's world, and that's our uh, other segment. 
So the first headline is all about California. So the first headline is that California bans a popular pesticide linked to brain damage in children. And you can find out more about it on NPR in the uh, environment section. So in the beginning of early uh, 2020, California will actually ban the sale of this uh, horrible pesticide uh, which states um, or, or which environmental officials state um, and say that is linked to brain damage and of course other uh, health defects in children. And so the sale of the horrible pesticide will actually end um, on February 6th, uh, 2020, which is my mom's birthday. Uh, shout outs to her. And uh, agricultural growers uh, will not be allowed to actually possess uh, the chemical or even use it um, after December 31st, 2020. So at the end of the 2020 year, the last day of the year. Uh, next, the second headline is all about Mars. So Mars once had uh, salt lakes similar to those on Earth. You can find out more about the, this news on sciencedaily.com in the science news section. So the research comes out of uh, none other than the Department of Geology and Geophysics at Texas A&M. And so the research team there examined uh, Mars's geological terrain. So they went and discovered much about uh, Gale uh, Crater and its immensity. It's immense. It's 95 um, miles wide. Um, and it's a, a rocky basin that has been explored by um, the likes of the NASA Curiosity rover uh, all the way back since um, 2012. And it's been part of their larger mission, um, the Mars uh, Science Laboratory mission. And so the results from um, that uh, discovery was that um, the lake that was present uh, in Gale Crater um, actually uh, showed that the lake was there over 3 billion years ago. And it underwent a drying episode um, that is potentially potentially linked um, to the global uh, drying of uh, Mars. And also, uh, the salt ponds on Mars are believed to be similar to those, of course, found on Earth, and um, especially in regions um, like the uh, Altiplano, uh, which is near the uh, Bolivia-Peru border. If you want to check out more about uh, Mars, and especially Gale Crater and the research there, you can check out the journal article um, in the journal Nature Geoscience, and the article is entitled An Interval of High Salinity in Ancient Gale Crater -like, uh, Lake on Mars. I will leave the link for that in the show notes. The next and lastly is the third uh, headline, and it's all about ants. So ants inhibit at least 14 different plant diseases you can check out more about this new story on Environmental News Network, otherwise known as ENN.com. Now, new research from Aarhus uh, University, A-A-R-H-U-S, uh, shows that ants inhibit at least 14 different plant diseases. And so these small insects do a Big thing. They actually secrete uh, antibiotics from glands on their body all over, um, especially on their legs and uh, body overall. And they also host colonies of uh, bacteria that also secrete uh, antibiotics. So that's a, a really great a mutualistic almost relationship between the bacteria, of course, which we all have, even uh, animals and the ants. And uh, then those substances that are there, they actually inhibit um, a huge number of different diseases and researchers are now hoping to find biological uh, pesticides that may actually conquer um, and be, um, uh, or have resistant uh, plant diseases and have those effects um, be done. So with the you know ants helping out there, they could definitely you know, help researchers definitely find something that will uh, conquer 
these uh, really harmful and tough to kill plant diseases. So I love that, you know, this news is, is coming about and was found. Um, so if you're into ants and maybe that's your specialty or if you're into uh, marimacology, then you should definitely check it out. And so I will also leave um, that journal article in the show notes so you can check it out uh, for more. So the news source for this podcast episode comes from MNN.com, Mother Nature Network. And I think, you know, when thinking about something scary like, oh, bomb uh, genesis, it can really be, you know, off-putting. Maybe you're scared to sort of talk about it, but because it is fall and winter uh, is, is coming upon us, you know, winter is coming, um, you know, uh, Game of Thrones plug there. I figured why not talk about this now and um, it is getting colder, it's getting chillier and um, we can't, we kind of can't hide from the fact that uh, it's getting worse and worse outside and when winter hits it will definitely um, be just a headache to deal with. So I figured to give some of the best um, information about uh, bomb genesis and then really great tips that are definitely applicable uh, to you, especially those who live in colder climates or know the cold and, and are dealing with it. But there's always something new to learn, to prepare for resources out there. I figured pack it all into one episode and to give you it all at once. So I entitled this The Power Behind a Bomb Genesis. And so we're going to start with uh, the bomb drop of a bomb genesis, what it really is, uh, some background on it, and then go from there. So a bomb genesis or a bomb cyclone, I know, scary, right? It is a really, um, you know, I want to say packed word. It's used to describe an extreme drop Um, in pressure of uh, 24 uh, millibars in uh, a whole day, so in 24 hours. So that's a huge drop in pressure. It's extreme. And a a bomb genesis is also just a rapidly and expanding and ever-growing series of forms also. And these storms form um, when a large temperature gradient, so the the, the motion and the, um, the... different levels to increased or decrease in this case decrease this gradient here um, is created between a cold continental mass of air and also warm uh, sea surface pressures or temperatures I should say so we all know that seas can be warm very warm but then there's that cold that shift uh, in uh, certain parts of continents that has that whooshing effect and you have that extreme drop that happens when those two temperatures of the cold uh, from uh, a, a huge continent like say North America um, is there and then the warm of either the Atlantic Ocean to our the right or the, at the East Coast and then also there's the Pacific um, at the uh, our left you know towards the uh, Californian coast is Northwest um, Pacific uh, coast there too, but mainly bomb genesis um, events occur mainly where there's um, areas of cold, so definitely on the eastern uh, seaboard in the east coast. So um, these uh, vast air masses they mix, um, of course, to form uh, what's known as an extra a tropical cyclone, which is a very extreme event as well, and it's also made um, with cold air. At its core, so at its core, this uh, extra tropical cyclone is present and it's cold there and it uh, derives its energy from mixing again with the hot and cold uh, air masses around it. Now, uh, these storms are commonly uh, known to happen in the East Coast, like I mentioned. And so nor'easters happen also and nor'easters are a thing where uh, most um most people from the East Coast are familiar with them, um, and particularly those form through, of course, bomb genesis, um, and then um, or bombogenesis, and then um, you know that's not the only place where uh, they occur, but you know that's where they form um, at times. These storms. 
Um, and so presently, currently, CNN reports that New England, uh, as of uh, right now, is a really big hotspot, the, the New England uh, part of the United States. So uh, from Maine to all of to maybe Connecticut or so, that the whole northern um, tip, most strip um, of the uh, United States. And that part is under threat right now uh, with the possibility of tropical uh, storm force winds, really heavy stuff. Um, but this is, um, this occur- would occur, uh, this um, bombogenesis would occur um, right after a coastal storm that actually uh, something of the likes would, would have swept through, which it did um, actually in mid-October. So. Um, this coastal storm um, took place, and then the Bomba Genesis took place right after, and is is taking place or will take place. I'm sorry, will uh, be possibly taking place because there was a storm just not too long ago um, in mid October, um, and then having that heavy rain there, those winds, high forceful winds, and also threats of uh, heavy flooding are always going to be present. Um, and this will definitely uh, cause problems um, all the way up from uh, Cape Cod and then all the way through to Canada. Now, bombogenesis uh, can, number one, it can form uh, both uh, over land and also the sea. And number two, it generally occurs between October and March. So we're at the start of it uh, as of this moment. Uh, so uh, mid-fall or so, uh, and then until early spring. Now, the uh, energy that's created with those uh, colliding air masses is so great that they actually rival uh, wind speeds of, you know, really big hurricanes. So this is nothing to play with, folks. This thing goes right through and, and past whatever other uh, thing you may think is unstoppable. Hurricanes are huge as well. They're very dangerous, but uh, bombogenesis um, matters are so, um, you know, very important to, you know, get out of the way from and, you know, very serious stuff. So uh, quick tips on preparing for a, a bombogenesis. Uh, is that I um, actually want to give you the quick tips of it because I have at least uh, three or so. And then the other ones um, I'll go ahead and um, talk about in the Mother Earth Minute. So I'll give you uh, all them uh, all together. But the first three I'll talk about first and then the other three I'll talk about a little bit later. So uh, I want to get to some qu- some quick tips on how to prepare for a, a bombogenesis. So um, the first one is to stock up on all your essentials. We all know we love to shop, especially here in the United States. So why not stock up on things that matter? And there's tons of things to, of course, have on hand. Um, One of them, of course, being a a handy dandy uh, first aid kit. And there's so many other things as well. Um, Also have a at least three day supply of uh, non-perishable foods and water. Um, canned goods are really great. Um, anything that will not, um, you know, rot or you have to continuously look after. Um, maybe fruits, if those are your thing. Um, things that you can easily uh, hold, have on the go. Maybe some snack bars. Things that, you know, will last probably more than three days, but at least have a three-day supply of um, non-perishable foods and of course water a gallon a day is uh, suggested first aid supplies is really great like i said um and then pet supplies so all those who have pets uh, little dogs and kitties uh, lizards etc make sure you have uh, supplies for your pets Uh, batteries batteries for any uh, flashlights or any radio possibly or anything that would need batteries make sure you have plenty on hand Um, Then some other essentials are canned heat. Now these are really great at uh, barbecue events, cookouts, catered events even have them, um, and other food um, events and celebrations. You can definitely use them because they're good at keeping food warm and hot and they can probably help you uh, be uh, warm and also keep things that are essential to being uh, needed to be uh, 
hot and warm, you can definitely use those can heaters there. Um, flashlights and candles are a must. Um, there are also uh, sometimes uh, solar-powered uh, flashlights and also candles. I recommend the eco-friendly kind uh, with, with no uh, petroleum uh, bases or ingredients or anything that is, of course, not natural because it burns better and is overall better for you. Um, a heating uh, fuel source, so anything that can, of course, sustain, sustain itself long term um, while your uh, lights are out, uh, while you need to stay warm, or while you need to cook food. Um, you could use that heating fuel source wherever it is so that you can keep your um, fuel uh, in, in your fuel needs together uh, while heating where you are, especially in case of an emergency or an event that happens to be a disaster, you keep your uh, fuel on hand in that, in, for your heating source and make that available. Um, and then also, uh, any required medications. This is in case you become isolated in your home by the heavy snow um, or the ice or maybe fallen trees that happen to um, be around your home or your, your roads or anything like that. So your EpiPens, your insulin, your daily medication, uh, your doctor-ordered medication. Make sure you have those things on stock. You know, there's plenty of other uh, medications as well. But just make sure you have your, uh, your needed life-saving um, medications for yourself. Um, then there's also the need for uh, rock salt. Um, also, it's really good to uh, use it for your walkways and also... Um, make sure you have clothing and blankets to keep you, of course, warm and also a snow shovel uh, so you can remove snow and ice, especially from around your vehicle if necessary. Um, you could also purchase um, a battery-operated NOAA uh, weather radio. And NOAA is the National uh, Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. And they're really big on their, their radios that they have. You can purchase one online or probably in store somewhere if you don't already have one. And it's they're all about uh, giving updates to the ever-changing weather conditions, especially in these, these austere, these dangerous conditions that we sometimes have in the winter. And then uh, for more about NOAA, um, I, I will actually leave um, a link in the show notes for you so you can check out um, all their available uh, stations in your state or U.S. territory that you can check out. And it goes lengthy uh, into detail. Uh, some more than others, there are different uh, stations in. So the bigger states uh, in the United States will definitely have more um, NOAA stations I found. And then some of the smaller um, states, they'll have like one or two uh, stations. So beware of that. A last thing before I get to tip number two is um, giving you some really great resources as far as emergency food. So these are things to have on hand uh, and they can include many different things. So you can have something like instant oatmeal or soup. Uh, I, I'm going to do a podcast episode. I think about soup. Maybe I'll, I'll do it in the later winter months, but I'm really excited about that. So I love cooking and crafting things. Uh, so oatmeal and uh, soup, instant oatmeal, are definitely uh, things to reach for and are some ideas. Uh, next are, are crackers. So you could have also um, cheese on them, maybe the kind that won't really go bad too fast. Um, so maybe some aged cheese, um, maybe not processed cheese, or maybe if you do eat processed cheese, just uh, decipher you know what you're going to go for. Um, apples, peanut butter, those also go go good with crackers. Um, granola bars. Granola bars, I mentioned before, are very good, you know, on the go, uh, don't really uh, expire too often. They can last, you know, months if you take care of them and they're in a great condition. Uh, canned goods. So anything from soup, uh, vegetables, fruit is always great. Um, and then also chili, depending, you know, what kind of chili um, and if you have that heat source, you know, that, that cooking source, you're good to go. And also tuna. Tuna is very good, very versatile. Uh, then there's also applesauce. Applesauce, fruit, uh, pudding, uh, pudding cups, those types of uh, goods are really great on hand in an emergency. And then hot cocoa, instant coffee, 
and then uh, box juices. So for anyone who has, um, you know, a, a taste for a really great fruit juice or maybe has little kids or toddlers around, you would probably uh, reach for the box juices for them. And then cereal is a must, especially if you can get it in little bags or um, reusable containers, whatever works, you can travel with it. And then something like a shelf stable uh, milk. So um, I'm not one to drink cow's milk, but something like uh, coconut milk, um, almond milk, cashew milk, um, other types of milks um, that happen to really be good. They last a long time. You take care of them. And then uh, juice, you know, depending, that can, you know, last some time too. Uh, guava juice is good. Just so many different juices out there. And uh, you can just have the great container, the right container for them, and it will last a long, long time. Number two tip is to charge your cell phone and also make lists of um, emergency contacts. So um, you can, you know, be sure to list the important people in your life. So your friends, your family members, um, your power company, just any number that you think will be helpful um, is really great. And that's a great start. And also uh, mobile chargers. Mobile chargers are an amazing thing. I'm so glad that they have been made. And some of the ones I love are, are ones from Product Red. And it's a really great site. They do so much. Um, and so they really have, you know, really great mobile chargers. And you, you can check out more of their products on uh, red.org forward slash products. And also you could maybe invest in a solar powered uh, phone charger. There are definitely those available, you know, price ranges, you know. Um, from you know X amount to you know maybe um, a little bit higher, but it's definitely worth it if you want a, a green option um, to uh, get you going with your phone. And um, then the next um, thing I want to get uh, you know you talking about and uh, learning about as far as emergency preparedness. Um, is uh, how to uh, plan and how to uh, keep yourself ready for the uh, winter. So the uh, third tip is to prepare your car, prepare your vehicle for hazardous weather. Um, I know that there's a lot that can go wrong, but specifically you can start with um, going to um, www.ready.gov forward slash plan. They have amazing tips about, about how to plan um, in an emergency, and then as far as your uh, winter weather um, in your car, you can of course get a, a winter tune-up, and then uh, plan the, the emergency kit and have that for your car, and learn how to respond if, if your car starts to uh, skid or your vehicle starts to skid, um, and then if you become uh, snowbound on the road, you can fix it. Um, last thing is to keep your uh, gas tank full. Of course, at all times in case of a snowstorm so that you're not out there um, you know, by yourself if your uh, tank is empty. And also be sure to drive cautiously. So the winter is the time, of course, to have everything down pat. But I'm really glad that I talked about um, all these different tips, at least the first three, um, in addition to, you know, learning about, you know, what a bomb bombogenesis is. And so um, I'm really glad that I talked about, you know, all that was here. And, you know, I learned some things as well. You know, it's a it's a scary phenomenon to think about a, a bombogenesis because um, it's, a, it's a phenomenon. It's a it's a it's a wild one because of the drop in pressure and what that does. And so if you're not really familiar with um, how winter can be, maybe in the U.S. or somewhere else where it happens to be, you know, kind of cold, you know, I want you to prepare um, as best you can. And so, you know, we as people, we have to prepare. We don't have a choice. We know that winter comes every year around the same time. Um, and it's sometimes unpredictable um, now because of climate change and its ever-changing effect it has on our climates, on the different habitats and animals, uh, marine life, and, and otherwise, and land animals too. And so we have to uh, be prepared for winter. We have to be prepared for this ever-changing uh, vastness of things that is happening to our planet, our planet Earth. 
Um, so I I want to you know learn about how people, um, particularly who live in colder climates, how they manage to deal with uh, the the winters that sometimes take over. You know, in Alaska, I, I want to know anyone who maybe is from Alaska who lives out there. How do you manage? You know, it's a different world because. In Alaska, it's it's cold. It's just it's just everywhere, and so I'm just amazed at how nature is sometimes. But we all have to deal. You know, there's there's so much difference in the way um, the U.S. is uh, geographically. So all the way in Alaska, all the way to the north, and then there's the North Pacific coast. It gets you know pretty cold, pretty rainy, pretty chilly, and then even in the Midwest, it's it's wintry as in its coldness and its its wind uh you know speeds and then these their snow is unbelievably uh, thick and it's immense and then you have some place like New York or Pennsylvania um where it gets pretty cold and New Yorkers will tell you that it gets cold so i kind of want to know also how do you all prepare how do your uh, different um locations in geographical uh, locations, how they vary, um, because we all prepare differently. People uh, in Alaska, in small communities, they may prepare differently uh, because they're so close to the wilderness, the vastness of it all, uh, versus those who maybe are from and live in the city in New York. So, you know, those are two different ways of how to prepare for the winter. I've kind of always uh, thought about how in the um the coldness of winter, how people prepare, um, because it is, you know, frightening because you could die. There there are people who still die because of frostbite, because they aren't prepared for the winter or because, you know, they, you know, didn't have maybe enough gas in their, in their tank or because they didn't have transportation to a certain place and they decided to walk and they froze to death. Those cases still happen. Um, and then uh, I also thought about while uh, researching all this in the, in the bombogenesis, all the bombogenesis of the world, um, I wanted to know how many of those have taken place thus far. Like I learned um, while going back in, in all the, the timelines that um, some happened, I think, way back in 2017, which is pretty vast. Um, and then uh, even before then. So it's just... It's just a lot to learn about bombogenesis, um, the whole phenomenon. But I'm really, you know, happy that I got to at least give you all like some really great background on it and some tips starting off um, for how to address this because it's really serious. Um, I want to talk about how I prepare in the winter. For me, um, I have uh, myself, I have prepared um, you know, through my clothes. So my clothes, I have corduroys, I have all these types of uh, turtlenecks, I have uh, scarves, I have hats, I have my different type of boots. I don't have, you know, all the shoes in the world, but the ones I do have are definitely for the seasons. Um, I never go past out, I never go out past a certain time within the evening. So like 9, 10, I'm definitely not outside on the roads and I'm not going outside there because and when it happens to snow, sometimes the snow will stick and there will be um, definitely some, some ice, some black ice on the uh, driveway or roads um, around uh, where I live. So I'm not taking any chances. It's not fun to slide. You know, that's how you'll get into an accident quick. Um, and then people are known, of course, to get into accidents during this time because they're not, um, you know, preparing their vehicle or they're going out where they're. Um, is a chance for that uh, freeze over. And so you can't really see, you know, what's happening under the tires, but you know that it's dangerous because you're sliding. And that's a very, um, you know, it's a, a very dangerous event and no one should have to go through. Um, I also uh, keep my gas tank full. I salt for the roads, like around like the roads and everything so that I don't have that slippage again. And then the fire alarms um, are also a good to go thing. Um, just in case anything happens, that's also very important. And then having the windows caulked and then the side, um, the sides of like the windows fully plastic wrapped, that is essential, especially if you uh, plastic wrap it and then 
Um, you have the hair dryer going so that it's a heated and it's um, pulled taut and tight. That is especially useful so that there's no uh, air coming through the uh, window uh, any side. So, you know, that's really great. Um, that's what, you know, I like to do. Um, next, I think what I can do better on is um, learning to um, create a, you know, better um, emergency kit. So for me, I think that I should, you know, have a, a really great emergency kit like on deck, um, including an ice pick. Um, and, and then also uh, snow tires. Oh, my gosh, snow tires. I, I wish I had them, but I don't really have the need for them because I don't, um, you know, have a truck and maybe I should have like the chains, but that's a whole different story. Um, and then I should go into um, repurchasing better like car essentials. Like I have the basics, like my dip, my different liquids and I have a few um, different things to get me by, but I should definitely do a thorough uh, packing of all things for my car. And that would really be helpful, I think. Uh, for me. So those are some things I can do better on. Um, so I think a key takeaway is that you can prepare, prepare, prepare. Yes, there's always much to, you know, go over to learn to study. And for me, I think what's best is to prepare so that you are ready when the uh, late fall and when the winter comes. Um, and you are, you know, well you know, taken care of. You don't have to worry about any supplies missing. Uh, you have everything you're prepared and you don't have anything to worry about. So the Mother Earth Minutes is where I review in the next few minutes actions that you can take to combat the issue in the episode. And as always, save Mother Earth. Now, the message for uh, this episode is that I think if you live in a cold uh, region or, you know, the weather, weather is uh, already setting in, you can definitely uh, prepare. Please prepare. I want you to be safe, stay safe, and especially in these times where it's so cold and windy outside, uh, it's the best time to prepare before it really gets bad. So the first uh, tip I have for you is to stormproof your home or your apartment, or just anywhere you live, your condo, whatever it is. Um, there's plenty of things that you can do regardless of where you live. So um, start with that, and I'll give you some tips about how to do that. So one of them is that you can um, apply weather stripping to your doors and also your windows. You can, get, you can again, caulk um, any air gaps, or insulate your pipes, or even clean your rain gutters. And um, if you happen to have heavy um, equipment um, or maybe uh, something of the likes of a chimney, you could have that inspected before uh, it gets really cold. And also trim any tree branches that uh, fall in front of your home or uh, near your roof or anything like that, especially when the heavy snow and strong winds uh, come upon us. Then you could also... Um, Cover your windows with plastic sheeting. Um, if the power goes out, of course, keep the cold air out. Um, and then close off any um, rooms, any unnecessary rooms, um, to, again, um, do something really important, which is concentrate the heat there. Uh, next, you could use a generator or a grill um, or a, a gas or oil-powered uh, heater or a uh, camp stove indoors, or um, you could do so in a place that's not um, particularly enclosed due to the dangers of, a, of course, um, of um, carbon monoxide poisoning. We don't want any of that, so make sure your place is ventilated and there's tons of air. Um, and then you could also install smoke detectors, of course, the ones that have uh, carbon monoxide detectors as well, or if they're separate, buy those as well, and then have a, a fire extinguisher on hand. They come in different sizes, so you'll find anything that uh, works for you. And then uh, last thing as far as number tip number one is to... Um, if and when your pipes freeze, uh, be sure to remove the insulation and open all the faucets and pour hot water um, over those pipes um, starting where they are most exposed uh, to the cold. 
And then the second tip number two is to stay indoors and restrict travel to emergencies only. Yeah, so if you happen to uh, have an emergency on hand, just go to the store, whatever you need. Um, and um, if you happen to not have an emergency or nothing is 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 really important to the fact that you're willing to sacrifice your your safety i suggest that you stay indoors um though if you must go outdoors be sure to keep warm uh, have those waterproof boots those mittens those hats those scarves everything uh have those tucked in and have those uh on hand and with you uh, if you happen to go outdoors and need to go outdoors and then um, also try not to um, overexert yourself. So for anyone uh, that loves to shovel snow, just don't uh, do too much uh, effort in work because you could overexert yourself to the point where uh, you end up having a heart attack, which is known to happen. Anyone who has maybe a history of heart attacks, uh, you know, knows to not do too much because there is a risk of those heart attacks. So be sure to take a break uh, every uh, now and again. Uh, last thing before tip number three is to watch for signs of frostbite and also hypothermia. Uh, this includes A, um, the loss of feeling in uh, your extremities, and then B, shivering, and then C, uh, slurred speech and dis, uh, disorientation. Then number three is, of course, to know when to go to shelter. So, for example, if your home loses power for a long period of extended time, um, or you run out of supplies, or the, just, the weather is just extremely cold, um, then you can actually text SHELTER um, plus your zip code to 433 uh, five two that's for the number four and then FEMA and then FEMA the Federal Emergency Management Agency will of course text uh, you the location of the nearest shelter nearby number four is uh, resources from ready.gov now all my international listeners would probably love also the resources um, of this page um, because FEMA because uh, ready.gov has vast uh, a vast number of resources for you and your families. So uh, I'll leave them all in the uh, show notes, but one of them uh, is about uh, winter weather and how to prepare there, um, actually before and during the storm. And for all those who didn't know, September is National Preparedness Month. Now you can go to www.ready.gov forward slash September for more information about National Preparedness Month. And it has uh, tons of different information about social media, using relevant hashtags to get your um, posts and messages seen, uh, sharing information that matters, um, and then making sure that the youth are involved and prepared and also you getting your community involved. And then the fifth and last tip is all about my related podcast episodes. Again, uh, all these are about preparing for the colder fall and especially uh, winter months we have upon us. So um, one podcast episode I have is um, called Ways to Prevent Your Pipes from Freezing. And I did that all the way back um, on January 27th, 2019. And so uh, I have that uh, link and also the one I did a few days later on January 31st, 2019. And it's called the day after uh, tomorrow type weather. And I really learned a few things, you know, doing those um, research subjects, you know, about winter weather and all things winter. And so I will have the uh, episode links and also the uh, two website links um, about preparing for the weather, and all those will be in the show notes. The EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, stops funding research on environmental health threats to kids. That fact was sourced from the Sierra Club Sierra Magazine, 
in a September-October 2019 issue. Greener Thoughts wants to hear your story. You can self-nominate or nominate an individual who exhibits environmental stewardship and protects the environment. If you volunteer in or work in an environmental company, either way, let Greener Thoughts know. If you want to tell your story and be in for a unique surprise, please send me a voice message. Just click on the third lower link in the show notes. So we've come to the Eco Company Spotlight, which is where I review uh, tons of products and services that are environmentally friendly and uh, are related. And so if you have ideas um, about something that's really amazing and you want me to, of course, review it, you have your own product line, definitely let me know. I love trying products um, and, you know, getting the information out there uh, to you is amazing and I love doing it. And so you can send me a voice message or also email Greener Thoughts. Uh, So for this uh, episode, I'm going to share with you a really great uh, company that does wonders for women. And so I'll start off with talking about how amazing they are. They are Rayelle. Rayelle was started in 2017 by three women, uh, NS Ann a journalist and best-selling author, um, Bina Wan, an architect turned art director, and Yang-Hee Payek. Uh, these women found a need to be filled in the organic feminine care space and have done so so successfully um, for uh, women all across the world. Available in 19 different countries, Rayelle is creating a different and new standard for what women need and want. Their products bring exceptional comfort and performance done naturally. Rayelle makes products for women by women. On Amazon, just to note, they are, as of this podcast, uh, they're number uh, 257 in the toothpaste category. So that's pretty high up. They're amazing. And so I want to talk about their commitment to sustainability. So they have organic, natural ingredients from all across their product lines. They, um, in their toothpaste specifically, uh, have optimal fluoride levels. So 980 parts per million. They're also uh, really great with the uh, vegan uh, ingredients and also the cruelty-free and non-toxic ingredients that they bring to the toothpaste. And uh, they're just amazing. And also they have the Himalayan pink salt variety I uh, tried and uh, and I love. And they also have their 10 free formula. So they're free of 10 of these different things. So they're free of parabens. Um, They're also free of CMIT and MIT. Um, They're free of PEG. They're free of plastic, triclosan, mineral oils, tar coloring, uh, sodium benzoate, and animal ingredients. Now, there's a ton of health ingredients um, that make and uh, make their uh, toothpaste wonderful. And one of them is that their active ingredients like sodium fluoride um, and also sodium monofluorophosphate um, are really key at effectively preventing things like cavities and they prevent bad breath and they maintain healthy, great teeth. And uh, also when it comes to the bad breath, the Himalayan pink uh, salt naturally kills all the bacteria that are inside your mouth. And so they keep you uh, fresher for longer. Uh, And then the the natural extracts that are are part of the toothpaste are immensely vast. They have the green tea extract. They have their different roots and chamomile extracts and uh, calendula extract and more. And then, uh, like I mentioned before, they have really great non-toxic, natural, and yet effective uh, ingredients. So to learn um, all the ways that Rayel gives to and gives support to women, 
uh, and making products uh, like their period care products more accessible, go to their website, uh, getrael.com forward slash pages forward slash happy periods for all. Rayel has products for women like the uh, period care products like pads, liners, and tampons. And they also have feminine care products like the natural washes and wipes, underwear, and also heating pads, and then also care kits for women, and then more. Now to learn uh, how Rayel brings rewards to you for buying their products, go to their site, www.getrayel.com, and then click Rayel Rewards uh, under the section company. Now to contact Rayel, go to uh, their uh, number where you can reach at their uh, website, 800-573-1516, or email them at support at getrayel.com. Now, I want to talk about my uh, experience overall of Rayel, and I got to tell you, I love their toothpaste. I recently bought it on the 8th of uh, October uh, 2019, so, uh, and, I, and I loved it. I fell in love with it, and I bought it through uh, Amazon Smile um, for $12.99, so it's a little bit up there, but it's, it will last you probably months, maybe six months or so, depending uh, on your usage and everything, but it's definitely the best buy I've ever had with a, a toothpaste ever. Um, so, I, I, I want to start on so many things. The taste is amazing, but just the, the feel of it is just perfect. It's just like a, almost like a cream. It just is just well, just perfect. And the, the foaminess is just, is just great. The ingredients are amazing. Of course, natural, organic, the works. It's a, it's a well-researched product, in my opinion. Um, and then their expert use of Himalayan pink salt is just something I've never seen before happen. Uh, and their container is something I've also ne- never seen before happen because it's in a pump form. Like, it's it's really cool. I've never seen that before. And I love the convenience of it um, and, and the, the accessibility of, of buying it and getting it online, you know, where I could get it. And also you can get it probably in stores. But I love the fact that it's also... Um, really great as far as its uh, recyclability if you decide to recycle the container or reuse it because you definitely uh, do a lot with its container and so for me it's my new love for life and I will definitely keep buying it in the future. So Rayel, their products can be found online on their site uh, www.getrayel.com. They're also available on amazon.com, ebay.com uh, in limited quantities. They're also available on Macy's, uh, Thrive Market, Vitacost, and other stores uh, online and in stores across the country and world where available. Now, Rayel is on the following social media platforms of Facebook at Rayel. That's R-A-E-L. They're also on Instagram at GetRayel. So get underscore Rayel. They're also on LinkedIn at Rael. Again, that's R-A-E-L. And then they're also on Twitter, same handle as the Instagram one, get underscore uh, Rael. And then they're also on YouTube at uh, Rael. Now, lastly, to contact Rael, you can, of course, go to their site, www.getrael.com. And then you can, uh, of course, click uh, click some um, one of the amazing text bubbles, which I'll get into, but you can first call them or email them. And then as far as their text bubble, you can find it at the bottom of their webpage uh, to send them a quick question or a message. Now, thank you all and all, everyone, for tuning in um, this a podcast episode was really lengthy, but I had fun doing it. I want to have a, a fun time learning so much more in the future about bombogenesis and just what it is. Just I learned a, a few, you know, many things, and I really have fun picking out the different resources and the tools needed to prepare for the uh, fall and winter that is uh, going to come, and that will of course come every single year. 
So if you want to, definitely be sure to share the good news um, of this uh, podcast episode with someone else, maybe that's going through uh, what to do with uh, certain things in their uh, home and how to uh, fix things up so they're nice and together before it gets cold and chilly and then they don't want to do it anymore. You can definitely help them out with this information packed into this podcast episode. So until uh, next time, you all take care and I will see you all uh, for another podcast episode coming up soon. But until then, again, thank you all and you all take care. Bye.